you're going to go over with your upline. You can go over with us. We'll go over a customized lead strategy based on your budget, based on how much you're planning on working, based on what your preferences are, based on what's realistic. All right, guys, welcome to the Agent Q&A. We got a lot of great questions for today. You got your host, John. We got Joanne. Hi, everyone. We got Albert. So we got two sets of questions, one for a brand new agent and then one from a management standpoint. So we're going to start off with the brand new agent. We might have covered this, but it's always good to, to repeat things because as new agents come along, they do ask the same similar questions. Uh, this one is more of a technical question. Um, when it comes to buying leads, do I want to create my own ads and create my own marketing in a sense versus buying leads from vendors? What are you guys' input? You get to this question last uh, recruiter. Getting people set Yeah. Yeah. So, well, first of all, I I mean, they're, when it comes down to leads, it's kind of like what works for the agents, I would say. Um, within FFL, I mean, we have a variety of different vendors that we can use. And then we also have ILC, Integrity Lead Center, which is readily accessible to everybody that joins the agency. Um, so... I always kind of like to recommend going into ILC, checking out what leads they have because they are really good at, um, they're really good at sourcing leads anywhere that you guys may be licensed or have non-resident licenses in. Um, and they also have a variety of different leads that you guys can purchase at different prices. And they also have countless discounts and stuff like that for agents. So that's a, probably a good starting point. But then we also run into individuals that are like, well, what if I want to generate my own leads, uh, you know, start doing my own Facebook marketing campaigns and stuff like that. So in my experience, from what I've seen with the agents, when they want to get into doing their own marketing on Facebook, it's not as easy as it seems. Um, there's a lot of little technicalities that go into Facebook marketing when you're doing it as an individual. So it can be a little bit challenging, I want to say, for them to kind of put their their time and energy into forming campaigns. Um, so at that point, I would recommend going or asking you guys who ha are really good at testing out all of the different lead vendors and seeing more or less what is successful and what has been successful within the agents in our agency. Um, for the most part, uh, there are a couple of vendors that we are liking currently that have seemed to give us a good return of investment for our agents and our agents have stayed consistently on there. Um, so I think in general, if you're looking to get into the Facebook marketing or into the social media marketing, I would say partner up with the marketing company that can provide you with the platform, um, for your leads. Um, and they do a really good job with having all of your funnels and all your campaigns kind of set up already for you. So you don't have to worry about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much, that's pretty much what I have in terms good of input, like good input. Stuff. Yeah. What about you, Bert? Um, I, I guess, first of all, it kind of depends on how quickly you need to make money. Yeah. yeah. So, Cause I think there, you can go either way. And, and my personal recommendation always is buy some leads first, you know, cause it's regardless of what your timeline is. The thing is, when you're deciding, oh, I'm going to start with ILC leads. Am I going to buy from a particular lead vendor? I'm going to run my own ads, hire someone to run an ad campaign for me, whatever it may be. The thing is, you're prob you probably should stay diversified anyway. Yeah. So you shouldn't ever depend on one strictly one lead source. And especially when you're new, the thing is like for you to be like, I'm all in on this one. And I didn't try these ones. I didn't try these ones. I didn't try these ones. 
how do you know if that's actually the optimal plan for yourself? Because the thing is, it comes down to personal preference, comes down to people's respective skill sets or, you know, how they deal with certain, you know, certain types of, you know, aspects of the business that, that it makes a difference. So I think for you to pigeonhole yourself up front, be like, this is the way I'm going to go. Right. And you, you could always look at it too, like, oh, it worked for John. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with that hundred percent. You should try it. You definitely should. But the thing you should try some other stuff first. And if you're looking to make money right away, do not start an ad campaign because what if you go with one that doesn't produce the type of results you're looking for up front? You know, you don't get enough leads. You don't have enough people to call. You don't get a chance to build up your experience. You don't get in, in, any practice in. And then you're basically at the same spot. Plus, you know, time has elapsed. You didn't make any money. Um, I, I, so I think I think that's something if you have a little bit more luxury of time, you should then you should start looking into it and adding it in, holding it into your overall lead strategy. But starting off ILC, you, you can't go wrong with that. I think that's the best way to cut your teeth. And then for some people, like we had, we had Nick Caban on the last mm -hmm. week and he, that's all he sells. And, you know, he, 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 he sells a lot of people with that and he's, he's done really well. And, you know, he hasn't really needed to change. Yeah. You know, he, he's incorporated other stuff, but, you know, but that's his primary focus. And then for other people, they're like, okay, well, you know, this is not my preference. I prefer to go here then try something else and add it in at that point. So don't, don't look at it such like a, a, as a, a monolithic thing is, or it's like a one or one it's one thing or and nothing else kind of thing. It's just, mm -hmm. it should be, I, 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 you may have a primary source that you want to go with primarily, but you should have other, other, always other alternatives and other options available at your disposal at any time. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good point. So when you're asking this question, you know, great thing you're thinking about the business, right? You're thinking about how do I get in front of clients? What's the, the process, but when you're brand new, this is the issue going back to you, how fast do you want to get paid, right? If you want to get paid fast, you want to eliminate prospecting because creating ad, ad campaigns, you're prospecting, you're trying to find your own clients. So you're paying for a vendor. Okay. You have the ILC, multiple vendors right there. Um, there's H lead store for super cheap H right. leads. You eliminate the prospecting, you're getting clients in front of you right on the spot. So you can focus on the sales prospect, uh, the sales process, right? You're just calling, you're dialing, and you're getting sales. So Nick Caban, he was on our call last week. He had the magic number based on his numbers, 200 dials equals a sale, right? Instead of 200 ad spend equals this amount of leads equals this amount of sales. No, you eliminate the whole prospecting, you're selling on the spot. You go to work, you get paid right away. Now, while you're learning these, now you learn about the business. You learn about prospecting. You learn about lead generation. You learn about ads, Facebook marketing. Uh, we heard a couple of things now about like touch points of 27 touch points yep. uh, for clients to finally buy. So there's still a big technical aspect in the marketing side. Do you want to learn all that? Will that get you paid right away? <laughs> no. So you want to learn as you go, but you want to have a consistent cash flow by buying leads, making money, and then continue to learn more into the business. Right. Plus, I mean, one, one thing to add to that is like if – if you know how to run ads on, on Facebook, you know how to you know how to do your own marketing, by all means you can go ahead and go ahead and give it a shot because the thing is you already have a leg up and you already have an idea of what you want to do with it. Now, if you're gonna if you're coming into this thinking, I'm gonna run my own ads, I'm gonna cut out the middlemen. Yeah, I'm gonna run all my own ads, it's gonna be cheaper. And the thing is, you gotta be responsible for those results, whether they come or whether they don't. Because what if you start that way and you say, I'm gonna run my own ads, cut out the middlemen, make it try to make it as cost efficient as possible. And I'm not going to buy any leads. I'm just going to do it all myself. And what if you suck at it? Yeah. What if you can't generate any leads? And the <laughs> thing is, not only can you not do marketing, for sure you couldn't do sales because you couldn't get in front of any prospects. Right. So now you're now you're hurting yourself 
in more more ways than one. Yeah. Now, if you if you are, which I still don't advise, but if you if you're like, that's cool. I got a little money socked away in the bank. You know, yeah. like, I, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. It's not that urgent for me to make money right away. I want to learn how to run ads because I know for sure that's the route I want to go. Which it may or may not be, but if that's the route that you want to go, cool, do it. But then just be prepared that you may not see results right away because now you're now you're juggling multiple things. You're juggling how do I generate ads? How do I how to create you know pe- people for me to talk to? And then once I get it, okay, now how do I actually pitch it? If you guys enjoy, I'm saying it too many times. Thanks for joining us so far. That's all I remember. We continue to share with other people. We, do, we probably need to redo it, right? Hey guys, thanks for joining us. Uh, if you guys have found this stuff helpful up to this point, or you guys would like to see some other stuff, please uh, like and subscribe and uh, create a comment so we can uh, cover that next topic. And continue watching the show. Yep. Yeah. And how do I actually close it now? Do I actually do the application? So I think it's way, way too many variables for a brand new agent to start juggling. And I think it's easier just to buy leads to start off. And then, you know, if, if it's really your heart's desire to run your own ads and do all that, by all means, add that in. Yeah. But I wouldn't say replace it immediately. Yeah. To be technical, when you're buying leads, you are paying a middleman because the middleman created the lead campaign, got the results, and then they got to get their piece before they sell their leads, right? Because they're not working their leads to, to sell it after you, right? So, but you can eventually, eventually make less cost on the leads by doing a trial and error. So this is the issue though with the ad campaigns. Um, if you've done interviews with other other vendors, this is how they process it. They go, for example, using Facebook marketing. You have to pay Facebook on a daily schedule and it's very small first because Facebook wants to learn the trust factor from you to be able to pay them right. to increase your allotment on your ad campaign spending. And so for example, it's $30 a day and then you can go up to $50 and $100. There's also the algorithm into it. So now you put out your ad. First, you also got to create these type of ads on what type of ads that's, that's going to generate a lot of leads. Okay. And then you you create an algorithm. So you, now you got to create like four or five ads. Let Facebook figure out which of these ads are getting a lot of responses. Then Facebook will algorithmically fix it, systemize it, and then it gets cheaper along the way. But how long is along the way? How long is eventually? It's a lot of trial and error. You can maybe figure it out in two to three weeks, or you can run out of money in two to three weeks until you figure it out. Right. right. Where you could have spent that all into buying leads and already made your money. Yeah. So I have a question. So in regards to like Facebook, I know that Facebook doesn't have um like they don't have a limit as to like the age, the age that you can market to. So yeah. then you can potentially be getting clients that are like older than the coverageable age in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, however, if you were to buy leads, let's say from like ILC or something like that, do they have an age? Usually, yeah, they have a like filter. A, like if like you're looking for filter. final expense, yeah, final yeah. expense, they won't, um, they won't sell you more than like between age 40 to 85, 89. Yeah. Oh, which well, is that would be like criteria. a huge plus for new agents because then they don't have to worry about calling people that are, they can't even cover to begin with. Right. And then, you know, the benefit of the ILC, if you do have a, a funky lead out of the range or wrong number, you can ask for a refund. Yeah. You can get a credit on it. Whereas, you know, if you did your ad spend and you got nothing but 90 year olds, you can't sell 90 year olds. Right. So you lost all your money. Yeah. So there's always going to be a risk regardless. Okay. Oh, there's, there's also another added component for, uh, for the benefit of benefit of buying ILC leads. You can't get sued. <laughs> so, so that I mean, it might sound like a silly thing, but the thing is, 
there, there's lead vendors out there that are not compliant. Yep. And a by, lot by of compliant, lead vendors that are non-compliant, you these, guys. <laughs> these, these clients never opted into anything. They, they may not have filled something out. Because if you're buying, if, if it sounds too good to be true, and they're like super cheap leads, and yeah. you, know, you have you can get a huge quantity and all this other stuff. But, and if like, a, and if, you know, and no offense to all my brown brothers, but you know, if, if it sounds like it's calling from, from a call center from Pakistan or India, or, you know, then, then the thing is, those may not be compliant leads. Yep. Not to say that it's always not, but you got you got to understand that space too. So if you're brand new into this, I would definitely want to recommend that because if you call someone that's on the do not call list, mm-hmm. or you put them in, you enter mm-hmm. them into a workflow and you start texting them and it starts dripping on them and all this other stuff, you could get sued yep. and yeah. then you're personally liable for that. With the ILC, those are all compliant leads. Yep. They've all been vetted, you know, so that that's one of the benefits of going through there. There's other, there's other trusted vendors that we, that are out there. So obviously this is something um, you're going to go over with your upline. You can go over with us. We'll, we'll, we'll go over a customized lead strategy based on your budget, based on how much you're planning on working based on, you know, what your preferences are, you know, based on what's realistic, you know, we're, we're, we'll go, go through those individual points with you, but if you're brand new, I mean, you gotta be careful with that. So ILC, that's another major benefit of that. You don't have to worry about getting sued. And I don't know about you. I don't like getting sued. <laughs> <laughs> now, this goes into the next part then, uh, which also applies to all these vendors and these companies and the ad campaigns. Um, the question for the new agent is, should I invest in my own CRM? Should I get a CRM or do I need? Do I not need a CRM? What's the what's the deal with the CRMs? Um, well, I guess it goes back to starting with, what type of leads you're getting and how many leads you're getting. Now, if you're going to start off with 30 leads, you don't need a CRM. <laughs> yeah. You're getting- you need a spreadsheet. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Or a white paper. That's it. Yeah. Spreadsheet. You can just go through and track from there. You can call, you can call directly off that list. If you're going to get a ton of leads and then you're not very good at organizing. Yeah. You can look into investing, but it does cost you money to get a, an additional CRM. There's this, the CRM that we have through the ILC. It doesn't have a lot of functionality in terms of just being able to access your leads. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for something that, you can call directly from, you know, so you have to pay additionally for this, but you you can link a number to it and you can get, you can get a power dialer through there. So it can, it can dial through a, a lot. You can text messages directly through there, which you need compliant leads in order for you to do that. Otherwise facing potential ish legal issues. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, it really depends on, on how many leads you get. If you're, if you're just brand new, I mean, it's not necessary for you to have it, but if you're planning for the future, you don't, you don't mind investing like a hundred or 200 bucks a month. I, it never doesn't hurt to have, but once again, that's a commitment. And I think it's a good idea if you're going to commit because hey, if you're going to go through the steps of getting a CRM, you know, you're going to continuously get leads. You're going to make it in this business more, more likely than not because of the fact that you know what's going to take. Now, if you're just like a casual and just being like, all right, I'm, I want to have a CRM because I don't want to do work. Don't get it for that reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to replace you doing work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I kind of think that the agents should start off by making the actual phone calls and then kind of going from there and building into, you know, kind of seeing how many phone calls are actually doing and seeing if it is necessary for them to get on a CRM to kind of minimize that time that they're dialing. Um, But yeah, my recommendation is probably like start dialing one by one and then go from there and see if it's necessary for you to get on a CRM. Because just like you said, it is a commitment. There are, I mean, they offer really great tools in terms of like power dialing, sending out messages, sending out emails. You can, you know, purchase other phone numbers and um, call them through there, 
stuff like that. So I do see all of the all of the benefits, but for sure you do have to commit to to doing it. And it doesn't make sense for an agent to get on it if they're really not dialing or really not using it to its full potential. So yeah, yeah CRM is more to create a better efficiency. But for you to get the better efficiency, you got to do the hard work first. Yeah. Let's do the hard work. Let's do the dials. Understand that what it takes in the business. And then as you do more of it, now you start figuring out, how can I do more of the more of that I'm doing already? Right. Instead of doing the CRM and trying to cut corners and shortcuts already before you figure it out. And next thing you know, now you're spending money on leads. Now you're spending money on CRM and you haven't gotten a result. Right? So yeah. they add up to your budget. So I would rather you spend a lot of that money on buying leads, right. getting, getting some sales. Once you have extra additional, you know, uh, disposable income, then you can add more efficiency into your business. Yeah. That should really be the thought process. I mean, the thing is, if you have a bunch of leads and you're calling through them and you're like, Oh, what, which client was this again? You know, or I don't have his number. I'm working remotely. I have all this other stuff. So if it gets to that point where you can't manage all the leads that you have because you're constantly working them and it gets confusing, then yes, investing into a CRM would totally make sense because now a necessity has actually arisen for you to actually for you to actually get one. It also requires a lot of personal responsibility for you just to take, you know, for whether or not something works. Cause the thing is it is a commitment. If you want to get a CRM, I mean, it's not like a long commitment, but I mean, for it to work, it should be a commitment. Mm -hmm. Cause the thing is like, I've tried a bunch of different CRMs. I've gone through this whole R and D phase where I'm trying to try to make your own <laughs> or, I'm, or even just trying to find one that that's optimal, that, that yeah. serves our needs for what. So I've tried a bunch of different ones throughout the last year or so. And in my research and doing some, I mean, they're all pretty close to being the same. They all have some some similar functions. Some of them have a little bit more features. Some of them have a little bit less. Some will cost a little bit more. Some cost a little less. Some have are a little bit more user friendly in this area, and some less in here. So I mean, there's there's a lot of different things, and some of them I, I didn't stick with very, for very long, and I I let it go. So that, but the thing is, in doing all of that and trying all these different ones, which I don't recommend you do. I'm just doing this for because I have an agency. I'm trying to yeah. have some useful input to to steer agents towards. But for me, for the ones that didn't work out or ones I'm like, eh, it wasn't really that great. It didn't really knock my socks off. I just let it go. I can't even say that. I can't even like honestly say that platform sucked yeah. or that platform was no good because yeah. I didn't put any real commitment into it. <laughs> so like, I'm, I'm totally aware of that situation. Like I can't, I can't be like, Oh, it didn't work. Like it's not that it didn't work. I didn't work, you know, mm -hmm. with, with that, that platform long enough. So like, you know, who, who knows? Like, so I just, I just want everyone to take personal accountability for that because you, you might jump from a couple to another, which I hope, hopefully that's, that's not the case. Uh, I'll try to give you some good feedback, you know, as honest feedback about whatever one that you're going to try. If, if I know information about it, if not, I'll point you in the right direction. But if you take personal responsibility for that and just recognize it's not the platform, it's me. Yeah. Right. You know, so that, that's, that's, that's a big point I want to get across. And I know, a lot of people are going to start off and they're just going to be like, oh, it's because this one didn't work. And, you know, we've, we've seen different agents like, oh, that one didn't work, but I'm going to try this one. And like, I'm like, bro, you're still at the same level of production, no matter which one you've gone to. Yeah. Right. yeah it's a shortcut so sometimes. Think, Remember, yeah, it's so, just, it's for efficiency, not a shortcut. Yeah, definitely. That That's a good point because I do think like some of the agents do kind of put that, put that fault onto the CRM or onto the new platform that they're trying. But in reality, they didn't really use it to its max capacity and they haven't really given it enough. I don't know they haven't really committed to using it, let's say for 60 days in a row or whatnot. Right. So 
And then at that point, it's easier to blame the CRM or to blame the platform because you're losing money and you're not making money off right. of it. Then, so. then doing the work. Yeah. It's, it's an instrument. It's a it's a tool. It's not it's not a yeah, it's automation like an to instrument. replace you. Because if it was gonna replace you, what a, what what does anyone need you for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So any other last thoughts on the CRM? We're gonna move on to the next part, which is um, agency building and agency management or Agency growth, I would call it management, right? Because <laughs> it sounds like we're we're doing objective tools and stuff. So from a from a sales manager, or senior sales manager, VP and and up. So when you have agents, the that could use a little bit of a kickstart or could could use a little bit of motivation. How how do you balance that? How do you as a manager create motivation for agents to write more versus micromanaging them to write more, right? Because there's a big difference between give it, getting influence versus creating threats with micromanagement. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's something I'm, I'm continuously working on, you know, because so, you know, I've been in the industry for 17 years and had my own agency here at Family First Life for, for six years now and change. Mm -hmm. So the, so the thing is, I mean, it's a constant evolution of things. But I mean, for, for me, I've never really been an ultimatum guy. Yeah. I've never been like, do this or whatever. It's for me, it, I try to build relationships with the people that are serious about their business. I mean, you know, I, I respect everybody, you know, if until they give me a reason not to, you know, which is typically if they disrespect me or disrespect people, my staff and people that are close to me, yeah. you know, then we're gonna have a problem. <laughs> but aside from that, I mean, like, I really just try to respect people, give them room for them to figure out what they want to do. Um, I'm always, I always make myself available. So, you know, if they reach out to me, then I always make time. Uh, some people like if they're not working, like you know, I'll, I'll say what's up to them. We'll we'll always be cool, but I mean, like I'm I can't devote much time to them because it's un, it's unfair. It's also poor use of my time to not spend with agents that really do want help or need help. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's, it's just about trying to balance that time out. For for me, I mean, the people that really want to build, I I try to identify my key leaders, people that want to build because that's how I push my influence up in a, at a greater capacity rather than just working at everyone individually. And for those people, you know, try to try to figure out what is it that they want, what is it they're willing to give up to in order for them to achieve that, you know, what are they willing to do, you know, so if if we have an understanding, then the thing is, we can keep each other accountable. Yeah. If I don't know what they want, we don't have any relationship, it's hard for me to keep anybody accountable to that because we don't have that relationship. Right. right. What are your thoughts, Joe? Um, I, well, from what I've kind of observed throughout how, how our managers manage their their agencies i want to say for the most part for the most part um i see that agents or managers are more successful when they are when they're investing their time into the agents that are producing or into the agents that do show commitment that are willing to uh grow their agency or are looking to get better with their closing or you know growing their book of business or whatnot so um, I agree with what Albert said. I mean, in general, you, I mean, in this business, we're all trying to empower our, our downline so that they can have an independent agency so they can grow their agency and kind of do that because everyone that joins the agency wants to build an agency. Everyone wants to make money here. And the way you're going to make money here is by recruiting, by selling and by setting those examples in general. Right. So I just kind of see that, I mean, overall, it's better for the for the managers to invest their time into the agents that are producing and not trying to like micromanage 
them in a sense, because that really doesn't get you anywhere. The agents are, they're all independent brokers. Everyone here has independence to build as big as they want, as fast as they want, um, and to make money as fast as, and as big as they want here. So I don't know. I kind of just see it like if you are a manager, you should just worry about the people that are willing to produce, the people that are putting the time in, putting the work in, are buying leads, um, are integrated into what's happening within the agency or within your sub-agency that you have going on. So yeah, That's a good input. Like, so, you know, we like what you said, we all come in here independent contractors. Yeah, I mean, you're you're part of FFL because you want to be independent, an independent broker. Right. You want to have, you know, be affiliated with all of these carriers and be able to have a, a broad portfolio to cover anybody and everybody within all of our um, you know, all of our little, I want to say like different product lines. Right. So, yeah. so, yeah, I so think it doesn't make sense to, when it comes to micromanaging, I mean, yeah. that's like a W2 mindset, I think. Right. Yeah. Because like, if you worked at the W2 job, you had an office manager or a manager or a supervisor that told you what right. to do. And if you don't do it, you get terminated, you get fired. Right. Or even when you're, you don't have that capacity as a sales manager, or VP. Yeah. Right? Or even if you are a licensed agent and you were a part of another practice company, for the most part, you're being micromanaged because your commission levels are not as high as they are here at FFL, you know? So they do have a, a different mindset when it comes down to how they're managing their, their, uh, their agencies. They really do want to push you to work your eight hours and they want to push you to be on the meetings and they want right. to push you to do all that stuff. So a lot of people want to avoid that and want to move into being a part of FFL to get some freedom into building their agencies. Yeah. For me, I would think, you know, if, if you're a growing manager, you have a lot of people in your team, you, you know, you want to grow more, just consider your downlines or your, your business partners. I would consider them as business partner. Cause if you promote your downlines into your position to your sales manager to VP, then you guys are growing. Right. right? So where's your influence or where's your micromanagement? Just ask this question, whatever you're doing, are you doing something to motivate them by influencing them to grow or are you doing something to hurt them, right? Yeah. If you're doing something to hurt them, does that make them want to work or does that make them not want to work with you? No, <laughs> right? I, but then what? what is like, what are, I want to say like, what are some of the things that a manager can do to unmotivate their down, yeah, to demotivate their downlines? Okay, so for example, if you, if you already know that uh, an agent is not at their level. They're not producing. They're not making money. Do I want to make a phone call and say, hey, Joanne, what's going on? I, I see you're not making money. Does, yeah. that, does that motivate you? Or it's like, well, yeah, no, duh. I know that. I don't have any production level. Yeah. like. Right? So how do we create the influence on that? Okay. Well, I got to create now the belief that you can do this into this business versus just hammering you down. And I've learned that back in back in uh, previous companies. That made people cry, man. <laughs> John did. He made a lot of people cry. Like, why aren't you? Aren't you at our level? Why aren't you writing? Why aren't you doing this? Yeah. So I was asking. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say wrong or right question. I was asking uh, uh, demotivating questions. Right. right. <laughs> so instead of asking why aren't you producing? Why aren't you writing? Okay, what I could have said it the right way in a motivating factor. How can I help you? get to your goals how right. can i help you write better well, it's a it's a learning situation you know you go through some uh crying tears for for agents we had we had, we had one of our buddies from in the last company you know yeah. we we had, he had he had an agent i mean and to, in fairness that agent bs'd a lot and said like he was doing all this and working hard and all this stuff which he wasn't yeah 
said that like he just called him one day and like, it was on Monday morning when everyone submitted their business and he called him on Monday and he was just like, it's like, Hey, agent X. He's like, he's like, why the hell are you so sorry? <laughs> and then like, you know, it was funny in the moment, like we all laughed, but we're like, okay, well clearly that's not helpful, but it was a little bit funny, but it's also like, it's, it's a little bit of truth behind because it's like, you say, you say you want to do this. You want to say, you want to do that. You want to make all this money. You say you're working hard, but you've got nothing to submit. I mean, did you really do anything? So it's kind of calling someone out yeah. in that situation. And and obviously they had a little bit of a personal relationship. So, you know, he felt comfortable enough to be able to say that to an agent. I mean, that's, I don't think that's the best approach overall, but clearly you need to, you need to establish a relationship for people for you to hold each other accountable. So a lot of times I'll have, I'll have agents, you know, come in with a W2 mindset. They're just, they're, they're used to just being an employee. And I, you know, I get that part. I, I try to be sympathetic about that and, and try to try to put myself in their position and see what it is that they want and what they need. But overall, I, I think people need to recognize you need to be self-motivated. You need to have a plan. And I think aside from just, well, what are you, what are you doing or what are you not doing? Like, I think it, it, it begs the question sometimes if you, if this person is actually going to work, if you, if you see that there's actually, they're actually going to put in some time and they want to make this thing work, then you can have a conversation with them and just be like, all right, clearly you're not getting the type of results that you want. Why do you want to do this? Okay. So what are you ultimately hoping to accomplish with this? You know, how much money are you looking to make? How much are you looking to, 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 to work? You know, can you realistically stick to this plan? Like all these different questions. And at that point, then you can hold this person accountable. But if someone comes in because you've never had a single conversation with them, they just want to work part-time. They just want to make a sale whenever their friend needs a policy, which that happens. Yeah. Like you can't just be like, Hey, how come you're not working 40 hours a week? Like that was never their plan. So yeah. at that point, I mean, you, you're asking them to, you're holding them accountable to things that they don't want. They're right. not they never even committed to. to. Yeah. It's kind of a pointless conversation. Yeah. So it goes so back that to. Would go, yeah. I was just saying that would kind of go back to when they're recruiting the agent, you know, just being a little bit more thorough with the questions that they're asking uh, making sure that this person does have a sense of commitment to what, whether or not they're coming in to sell friends and family here and there, what whatever the case is, but there's that commitment from them to you as your business partner joining your agency. Yeah, and then that goes back to what Albert was saying, establishing the relationship first. What is your relationship? Do you have a mentorship relationship with this individual? Do you have a managerial relationship or do you have no relationship? Sometimes yeah. it happens as you grow, you have indirect lines you've never met or you've never talked to. How can you create that micromanagement or influence when you haven't established anything? So I try to make it a point on new agents. You know, I, I give them a call. They get to know me first before I even yeah. motivate or say anything. Hey, I just want to let you know, hey, I'm a support role for you. I'm here for you if you ever need anything. And then slowly build a relationship from there. But once you got, I would say, the permission of being their accountable partner, then you can go into, you know, pushing them to the right direction. Yeah. And and I think that I mean that happens quite often because sometimes I'll have agents that are not direct to me. They're 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 with another manager, but you know, they they reach out to me and they say, like, hey, you know, I've I've heard this from you, or you know, I, I want to learn about this. I'll be like, Yeah, sure, no problem. I'll I'll spend a little bit of time. Obviously, I want to defer to that manager first if they have a specific plan. But sometimes, you know, sometimes personalities don't mesh. Yeah. Or even if it does mesh, they just want a different perspective. And that's that's all fine. So like for me, I, I'm always like, okay, well, you know, then I try to get to know the agent. What are you looking to accomplish? What do you want to do? And then, you know, there sometimes I'll get agents say like, yeah, I'm just not really like, you know, I need some structure and blah, 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 which 
you know, I'm fine. That that's perfectly normal. A lot most people are being told what to do. Right. Work nine to five. Right. Yeah. They go in a certain hour. They got to clock in. They have a certain set of duties that they got they got to perform throughout the day. If they don't make if they don't do it, then they got to do it, make it up for it later. So everything's being told to them what to do, and that starts with school, uh, the educational system to like mm-hmm. the reg, regular nine to five job. When you're an entrepreneur, you don't have that luxury. But the thing is, doesn't mean you can't get some structure because right. if you talk to your upline about it and say like, this is this is what I need. Here's the plan. I always tell them, I'm like, cool, get some leads and then get on live dials and then let's figure out what we're working with. And then I'll give you some advice from there. And the thing is, if they're serious, they'll get on them to do it. And then sometimes they do it for a little bit and then that feeling wanes and then they're gone. And like, for me, I'm like, I don't know what else you want me to do. I'm not dragging you to the top, right? <laughs> yeah. like, I can't, I can't force you to do anything you don't want to do. Yeah. And if you're not really committed, like we talked about your why, what you want to do it. Apparently it wasn't that important to you right now. And that's okay. We're still friends, yeah. but I don't like. Yeah, you're not gonna go and yeah. like push them and call them and be like, "Hey, why? Hey, how come you're not working? <laughs> you're not producing." I mean, I may check on them, like, like "Hey, how, yeah. how's everything been? Are, are you going through some personal stuff? Haven't right. seen you in a while." I might do. I might do that, but of course, you know, like a check in. You can't even do the basics of caring enough about your business to purchase some leads, invest in that, invest in yourself that way, and put in some time in live dials. Like, yeah. I don't know what you're doing, like. I'm also not going to, not going to like micromanage you. So. Yeah. And then I think also as a manager, we do get into that, that situation. I personally do where you overthink about these agents about, okay, what could I have done better? Should I contact them? Should I micromanage them? And when sometimes maybe they're just not in, they need that structure. Maybe they just need the the nine to five. So going back to Joanne, let's just focus on the people that's there that's working. And if they're willing to come in, we'll be welcoming, but we can't push everyone and we can't drag everyone in. When yeah. they don't, they may not want it themselves. Right. And what, what was that line that, that you used to use? Or that we got no, no, that too. That, that was a funny one. No, but like, if you give me 100%, I'll give Oh, you. that's from uh, our old manager. Yeah. So if you give me 100%, I'll give you 110%. But if you give me 50, I'll give you none. <laughs> that's one of our uh, Which is actually managers. fair. Yeah that's, that's, yeah, that's a good one. But it's good to have these conversations with people. It's like, look, here's the expectations in the business. And I think that's something from the recruiting and the starting point. You are coming in as an individual contractor, you know, right. independent contractor. Yeah. Like, we give you support, we give you the guidance, but we're not going to push you to go to work. It's on you. And if you make money, it's on you. If you fail, it's on you. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, if you need structure, let's come up with a plan. Yeah. First, first step is buy leads and get in a live dials. I mean, I'm always going to continue to suggest that because there's already a community of people working as it is. And then anything above and beyond that, like, yeah, based on your level of commitment to, whether or not you, you're going to do what you say you want to do, then we'll go from there. Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off here. Oh, no, you're good. Yeah. You like finished what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're here when we're, we're working when we're working, right? So if you're not working, we can't force you to work. Right. That's the understanding that we got to have. Uh, but that's pretty much it. So that hopefully that helps out for a lot of people, uh, helps out for the, the managers out there that, that are looking to grow. Hopefully this, this uh, brings into light on how to deal with agents. So we'll see you guys next week on the Agent Q&A. It'll be on YouTube. Follow us, like, and subscribe. Thanks, guys. Hey, everyone. Hey, guys. Thanks for watching. If you guys want to subscribe, click here. If you want to watch the next video, click here.